So I've always made the statement that if you are a business or in business, you absolutely need to be in the podcast space in some form. Now, what that means is not everybody should host an interview show. Some businesses or brands would be better served to sponsor a podcast or to run advertising in a podcast or to sponsor a branded podcast. So there are, are different ways to be in the space. But if you're if you're a business in 2020, uh, this is October 1 of 2020 and you're not in the space at all, you're, you're already you're already behind. You're losing out. You need to be in the space in some form. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast brought to you by Cardavera, the leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. This is episode 58. The title is Welcome to Podcast Town, what a podcast can do to grow your business. And our very special guest is Elsie Flinard, and he is known as, wait for it, the mayor of Podcast Town. And he is here to answer all your questions about podcasts and podcasting. He's going to tell you that every business today must be in the podcast space in some way. He's going to talk to you about some key things to look out for if you're considering a podcast, how important it is to get clear on the why and to make sure your goals align with that why. He's going to share with you those stumbles that many people make so you can avoid them or minimize them. If you want to know about podcasts, whether you have one or want to grow one that you have, this is the episode to listen to. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. We are back here for the Impact Leadership Podcast. And we have a very unique guest today because today we're going to be talking about podcasts. And Elsie Flanard is our first guest to talk about podcasts, and he's the perfect person because he is known as the mayor of Podcast Town. The mayor. So Craig and I are not feeling any pressure about that. Elsie <laughs> uh, has this really unique background, which I love. He's been described as creative, an entrepreneur, a family man, a business owner, and how about this, Craig? No box fits him. Ooh, I like it. I like so that it. That means he's going to not fit really well right here. <laughs> awesome. He is a storyteller. Uh, he helps businesses find their voice. And what's really eclectic about Elsie is he worked about a decade in electrical engineering. And then he's had some side gigs, a record label, a minor league basketball team, a music production company, wrote his first song when he was five. So who knows where wow. this is going today, but somewhere we will talk about podcasts. So welcome, Elsie. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for having me, Jen. Yeah, glad to have you, Elsie. So there's a lot in there, Elsie. Give us some of the Elsie <laughs> yeah. Flanard story. Yeah, that, there is kind of a lot. It, it sounds a, little, um, a lot different when you read it. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm a, um, a small town guy. I grew up in a, when I say small town, I mean no stoplights, one grocery store, one gas station. Everybody oh. knows everybody. You see the same person 
multiple times a day and you speak to them every single time <laughs> as if it were the first time you saw them. That's, that's where I grew up. Wow. And, um, you know, when I was in high school, I, I, you know, I didn't think that I was smart enough um, or that I could afford to go to college. Uh, but long story short, I ended up going um, for uh, electrical engineering technology, did that, survived the college days, um, mm -hmm. went into the professional realm as a, a technician and then worked my way up to um, an electrical engineer. And in the, the latter part of my, my uh, career in corporate, was doing um, operations management. So mm -hmm. I always tell people I am a recovered engineer. That means mm -hmm. I no longer think like one. I no longer act like one. I am recovered. And uh, <laughs> so I, I started a um, internet radio station. And the, the reason is I wanted to learn from business owners. I didn't want to learn mm -hmm. it from Google or a book. I wanted to learn from people who right. are actually doing it. Um, and so I did. I started uh, the, the station. Enterprise Now was one of the shows on the station. My goal was I'm going to have 15, 20, 25 other shows on the station. We're going to talk business 24-7. And awesome. everything was going great, going fine. And then one day I ran across the podcast. And I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with it. I started doing research on where the medium was, where it was, was going. And I decided that this is where I want to be. And I focused on my show um, exclusively, and then eventually grew it out to a full service podcast agency. Mm. Wow. Well, there's, cool. not much there's not much going on with podcasts, right? I'll see. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how right this number is. I think I recently heard some number like 750,000 podcasts worldwide. Yeah, no, it, it's actually over a million now. <laughs> wow. Wow. So differentiation standing out is, is important. I guess there's a lot of them out there that they start and then they fizzle and yet they're still out there. They're still showing up in, in Apple podcasts or whatever. Are those counted in the mix? Yes. So technically okay. there are about 450,000 active, but okay. about, but over a million podcasts. Yeah. Wow. I love the fact that you decided to start doing that because you wanted to learn and you wanted to bring on those guests and then you weren't hoarding that knowledge. You were then sharing it with everybody else. Awesome. Yep. That, that, that moves me, right? You know, I, I started the podcast town community for that reason. I wanted to share what I knew. I didn't want people to fall into the potholes I fell into when I started. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know, you know, and I had a music background, so I understood a little bit about recording, but I didn't know anything about marketing. What is that? Like, I, I got a podcast. Everybody should just listen, right? So, um, so giving back, I think, is, a, is an extremely important part of, of being a, a business person. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit about what is Podcast Town? So Podcast Town started as a group coaching um, idea. So I was talking to my coach one day, and, I'm, you know, we're going over my offerings and the business and things that I, that I should be doing. And I bring up, I said, look, I, I want to do a, a coaching program. And he's like, that sounds like a fantastic idea. You should do that. But remember, LZ, keep it simple. Well, I did not keep it simple. <laughs> I gave it a name. <laughs> it, yes. I, I started to think, okay, I want to give it a name. I want to brand it. And I want to have a platform and all of this good stuff. And um, long story short, that became a complete rebrand of my entire company. So Enterprise Now is, is now Podcast Town. Oh, cool. And, and what exactly does it do and for whom? Who's a part of Podcast Town? Yep. So there's a couple of different parts of Podcast Town. There's the community, which is um, very similar to a Facebook group, but we're off Facebook. 
um, where you can go, you can post videos, you can post uh, really whatever you want, and you can really engage and learn from other podcasters. Mm. Um, and we also meet weekly. And I, I do my best to make it not feel like a coaching call, but it's a coaching call <laughs> where <laughs> you're going to ask questions and I'm, you know, sharing what I know and trying to help guide people along the, along that path. Um, and the other part of it is we're product production company where we're helping brands and businesses build podcasting to grow their business. Wow. So with all the options out there, give us like a starting point because I think podcasts have been, they're a great tool. They're a great medium. I mean, Craig and I, as you said, offline, we're having a blast with this, learning a lot, meeting amazing people. And there's so much more to it than just having fun. I mean, fun is great. (laughs) There's so many tentacles to it. And probably every day I talk to someone who says, yeah, I'm thinking about a podcast. So give, you know, talk a little bit about the podcast industry today. What's going on with it? Ooh, that is a loaded question. (laughs) There, there's a lot going on. Um, I always tease Michelle Obama has a podcast. That is, that is what is going on with the, I mean, Joe Rogan just signed a, a $100 million deal. You know, it, it amazes me when I, when I first started podcasting and this was just, you know, four and a half years ago, there weren't any Joe Rogan's or Michelle Obama's doing podcasts that, yeah. that I know of. Maybe there were, maybe I, I was just, you know, had my head in the sand, but um, <laughs> the, the industry, if you can call it that is, is kind of beginning to take shape and become an industry with industry norms and industry uh, standards. So it, it's really exciting. You know, there are people who are, building podcast networks and selling them to Spotify for millions of dollars, um, which was unthinkable, you know, years ago. So Apple's is, is behind the scenes getting into podcasting, Spotify's um, in, in podcasting. So I think it, it's, it's an exciting time to be in the, in the, in the space. And um, it, it's just growing so fast and so quickly. So I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's um it's amazing to see where where the industry is now. So for our guests who may or may not have even thought about starting a podcast, where would somebody start? I mean, why why first of all would somebody want to podcast? And then, you know, what are the some of the basic things to get started? Yep. I think the the why it you know, from a business perspective is I'm a big relationship guy. Mm, yeah. I believe that relationships will make or break your business, period. Absolutely. You know, if you are really good at building great relationships and listening, you'll, you'll understand when um, customers need what you offer. And if you continue to um, cultivate and uh, nurture that relationship, they know what you do and they know why you do it. And when they need what you do, they'll call you. So um, from a business perspective, it's a, a fantastic way to build relationships it's a fantastic way to give value without asking for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's an awesome medium to uh, sort of find your voice um, mm-hmm. and learn how to, to uh, amplify and get your, 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 um, your message out to the masses. Um, I think you asked another question in there in terms of how to get started. I think I always recommend people hire a coach and, and the reason why is, Coaches help save time, they help save money, and they help you avoid the things that you don't need, that you don't know you need to avoid, right? So when I was, yes. I was a basketball player back in high school, way back in the day, <clears throat> yeah, decades ago, and, um, 
you know, I was really, I was a really good shooter. I was, um, you know, really fast, uh, strong, that kind of guy. But one of the things that I, I struggled with was dribbling with my left hand. You couldn't tell me that I had a uh, issue dribbling with my left hand. I tell you, you're crazy. But what a coach does is he says, Elsie, you have an issue dribbling with your left hand. And so he would say, okay, well, here's what I, I need you to do. I need you to do this, 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 and this, and then let's come back at the beginning of next season and see how far you've progressed. I took his advice and came back the next season, and what do you know? I could dribble with my left hand, making me a better player. So a lot of times podcasters jump out there, they watch a bunch of YouTube videos, Google a lot of stuff, and they jump out there. And they don't realize that they can't dribble with their left hand. They don't know that they need to dribble with their left hand, right? And so a, a coach really helps you objectively identify how to be a good podcaster. Gotcha. So hire a coach. Sounds like we need to hire him. <laughs> right. So so question comes to me, LZ, and, and this is my comparison writing books for example i mean there are hundreds of thousands of books published every year and there's so many people i've published four now and craig's published a couple but there's so many people when it comes to books will say all i have to do is publish a book and there's no strategy about how it fits it's just like that's what you have to have and i think podcasts are becoming similar and people are saying if i have a business of any kind i need a podcast but not giving thought to things like well What's the why behind it? Where does it fit? What's the strategy? So talk about how important it is to get beyond just, hey, everybody's doing it before you really jump into a podcast. Yeah, it, it's crucial. You know, again, back in the day, <laughs> you know, it was a novelty to have a podcast. I would go to networking meetings and I would be the only person in the room with a podcast. Imagine that. Yeah. Now you go into a networking meeting, you are absolutely not the only person that has a podcast anymore, <laughs> you know? So it strategy is imperative. It, it's so important to have a strategy to understand what format should your podcast be? You know, um, interview podcasts for obvious reasons are extremely popular, but there are other types of podcasts that you could create that would accomplish um, those goals. So um, yeah, strategy is super, super important. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I got involved in a local podcast meetup group and started meeting some people who were doing like true crime and there were, you know, a variety of different things, things that I would never have even thought about. And th those niches are able to get out there because there's nobody that's monitoring, you know, who can get on the web, right? Who can, who can publish a podcast. And so it's really interesting, whatever interest you have, there are probably thousands, if not millions of people out there that share that interest. And so it's really interesting to be able to jump in. I think from Jeff's and my perspective, uh, our, our journey through this, we started, we really didn't know what we were doing. And we were spending, you know, an hour and a half to edit every, every episode, taking out the ums and everything else. And boy, that's come down a lot. Um, but we really, I guess from the get-go, we knew what kind of people we wanted to have in. And, and man, that has really been fantastic. I mean, we have met some great people all over the world, and it's just been a lot of fun. And I, I would encourage people that are interested or at least considering it, let us know. We'll, we'll be glad to talk with you about it or definitely call the mayor. Well, yeah, no, I, I won't argue with that at all, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elsie, you talked about helping businesses find their voice. And I guess let me ask this question. 
are there people that shouldn't have a podcast? <laughs> and you know, if so, that, uh, I don't mean the people so much based on the person, but I think people now think that a podcast is a good, always a good idea. Mm. What, what would you say to that? So I've always made the statement that if you are a business or in business, you absolutely need to be in the podcast space in some form. Now, what that means is not everybody should host an interview show. Right. Some businesses or brands would be better served to sponsor a podcast or to run advertising in a podcast or to sponsor a branded podcast. So there are, are different ways to be in the space. But if you're, if you're a business in 2020, uh, this is October 1 of 2020, and you're not in the space at all, you're, you're, already, you're already behind. You're losing out. You need to be in the space mm -hmm. in some form. Wow. I know that didn't directly answer your question, no, but that, that's, that's no, what I got. Well, well, that's the best kind of question and answer. <laughs> yeah. So what, the, what are some of the things, Elsie, that people need to think about in a podcast? I'm sure there's complexity to it, but what are some of the simple things they need to think about as they're envisioning creating a, a podcast? Yeah, I always tell people start with, with the why, right? Why, why do you want to do this podcast in the first place? Mm -hmm. Have two or three goals, metrics. I'm a, I'm a former operations guy, so... Make sure you have your KPIs and make sure that they are, um, are smart KPIs, you know, not the, the um, I want to get 100,000 downloads. Okay, great. That, that's an awesome goal, but what does that really mean? You know, I know um, organizations that have 150 downloads um, per episode and they're, they're achieving their goals. So I think, the, the, again, the first step is understanding your why, setting great goals. Um, more and more, you have to really pay attention to quality. You know, don't sound like you're in a potato, um, you know, because this is an extension of your brand. And when people hear your brand, you want them to think um, highly of it. You don't want them, right. them to hear it. And it sounds like you didn't even try <laughs> to make it right. sound great. Yeah. What about the, and I love that. I know that's something that Craig and I talked about, and so, but some things we didn't talk about and in terms of goals and expectations and I know there's a lot of things we could have done differently. Talk about the importance of differentiation. And mm -hmm. the quick example that comes to me is, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I'm, well, I'm guessing you know who this is. Uh, his name is Chris Kermitos. Kermitos? Uh, he Chris C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, had, he, hosts, he created something in Florida called um, PodFest. And he has a book called, uh, what was it called? Oh, Start Ugly. Start Ugly. Yeah. It was Start Ugly. But anyway, I was talking to Chris and got connected to him. And he was talking about one of his, I think it was a client who had launched a podcast and nothing was happening in terms of he was getting none of the results. He wasn't getting followers. He wasn't getting listeners. He, he, that was going very slowly. And it was kind of this business podcast. Well, then he realized that he had done had a lot of experience in working in hospitals, small, like um, uh, rural hospitals. Well, then he became the podcast about leadership for rural hospitals, and his podcast exploded, and yeah. he was saying almost be exclusively because of that, because mm -hmm. he, he had a niche. So how important are the niches, and how in, what are the different ways you can stand out in a podcast in this sea of hundreds of thousands? Yeah, two things. I think the first thing I would say is, is um, even though podcasting is exploding in popularity, 
I always like to give the, 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 the comparison to a blog, for example, or websites. It, it's almost a, a one uh, to 400 uh, ratio, right? In terms of people who have podcasts to people who have blogs. So it, it's, it's nowhere close. There are gazillion blogs out there. Um, so just to you know, kind of put that out, out in, the, in the universe. Um, the other thing I would say is it depends on, number one, what your goals are. And if you're a brand or, <clears throat> excuse me, or if you are a, um, an individual. And what I mean by that is, if I have an organization, let's just use mine, for example, Podcast Town. Do I need to have a niche show that only talks about podcaster, podcasting for mm, leadership business coaches? <laughs> that depends. It depends on if that is the only audience I want to um, attract. Um, do I care as Podcast Town podcast how many people download my show? Do I care about listeners? Do I care? So I think it depends on your goals. If your goal is to be um, an extremely popular podcast, um, then that's going to inform the type of uh, topics that you cover, mm. um, if that makes sense. So, for example, you know, Podcast Town doesn't need to have a gazillion downloads for it to meet our goal. You know, we just simply have to have a group of engaged people who love the content that we create. Um, so, um, so I think, again, it depends on your, your goal and what you're trying to accomplish with their show. Gotcha. But, but in general, knit, niching down is, is, is a good idea if, you know, if that fits with the, with the goal of, of the brand. Well, in marketing, riches are in the niches. So, um, but podcasting, it seems like there, there could be, you know, that, you know, if you get really tight, then you have the rabid fans versus making a little bit more general, maybe they're not as, as involved because they're not as passionate about the general topic, but you may have a lot more people having to download. Yeah, I'll give you an example. So I, Enterprise Now, by function, is a, is a, a general business show. Mm -hmm. There's nothing different about it. I mean, there are uh, tons of business shows, but what I found is when people listen to my show specifically, my character, the way I ask questions, my natural curiosity, the, the way I do uh, the interview is different than any other interview show. So what I found is that when people do find us, they, they, they like the show because they like the style or whatever. So I think, again, and for me, that's enough because my goal is simply to meet fantastic business owners and to learn from them. So I don't really care how many people download the show. So, so, uh, so again, it depends on what your goals are. Um, yeah. But uh, to your point, Craig, if, it, if it's a, a, a lead generator, then I absolutely want to make sure that as many people that fit the, you know, my um, target are listening to the show. Well, I think there's another piece that I don't know that Jeff and I've really taken advantage of yet. And that is that the search engine optimization that you get off of this is very similar to what you would get off of a blog if you have the notes and so forth going in there. And just recently we signed up for a tool called Searchy that allows you to basically post your, your videos or your audios and automatically does the transcription. You can search within the videos and audios and find, you know, anything. So if we're looking for um, podcast town, you know, I can search for podcast town and every, every point that it shows up will show up across the timeline. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, using that in combination with the, the show notes that Jeff puts together, 
that allows us to maybe have more of that search engine ranking and then connecting that back to the business would make a lot of sense. How do you see things? Yes to everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me ask what's maybe a basic question, LZ. And this is, I'm carrying over a lot of questions from the book world. Like in the book world, a lot of authors, and I did this early on, were all about titles. And I love titles and I want a good title. But in my mind, it was, if I have the right title, everybody's going to buy the book. And I now know title's good, but that's, you know, generally not really the issue because there's so many things going into promoting the book and marketing it. How important is a podcast title? Mm. I think it's definitely important for the same reasons, right? You can um, have a a search optimized title. Um, But again, I always go back to, it depends on what your goals are. Um, for example, in 2021, I'm going to launch a show called the LZ Flynn Art Show. That is probably not the best title for search, but it's what I want to call it. <laughs> so so I, I think, again, it, it depends on where your goals are. But, it, gotcha. but it's definitely important if your goal is to uh, show up when people are searching for your show, for sure. It's definitely important. Well, so I guess there's, a, there's a two different parts to that. One is the searchability, but... As, as Jeff and I have been talking, Jeff is suggesting, you know, Impact Leadership Podcast just sounds like, Wah. you know, what, let's, let's get something that's bold and, and out there. What, what can we do to really pump that up? You know, how, I don't know. Yeah, but, but if, if Impact Leadership are two of the terms that you guys want to show up for, might make sense. Okay. All right. No, that's, and that <laughs> is it's descriptive, but it's not, it's not sexy. So, so, Jeff, you can't be descriptive and sexy. LZ, I want it all, man. But if I have to choose, I'll take sexy. Got it. <laughs> descriptive just doesn't sound as good as sexy. Yeah. Wow. So, I'm really curious, LZ. You've interacted with a lot of podcasters, and you referenced the need for a coach to help them you know, avoid some of the mistakes and stumbles. But what are some of those key stumbles that – podcasters find themselves in yeah not planning you know doing shows that are stream of consciousness and they're just kind of rambling um not not paying attention to quality not having a a a plan for pre-production production production and post-production um some podcasters don't even know what those three things mean which is which is a problem because this is a it's a media um platform so you have to understand what pre-production is um, if it's an interview show, do you have a standard way of finding, selecting, reaching out to, and confirming and scheduling guests? Um, who are those people? How how are you going to get them? During um, how do you prep them for the interview? During the interview, do you have standard questions? Is so just basically knowing the process and understanding all the steps that are necessary in order to have a, a new show. Um, you know, like I said, pre-production, production, production, and and post-production, you know, um, I can't tell you how many podcasters don't even consider the marketing aspect just never even comes up in, in the plan. It's like, all right, I got the podcast. We put it up on Stitcher. We're done. It's like, no, you're actually just beginning. (laughs) That's, that's, that's not the, the last step. Well, that's a good, good question. I mean, we, we posted on social media. What else? It, it really, when I say that, it really sounds lame. <laughs> but, 
what are the, what are kind of things that you would suggest for promoting a podcast? Um, I always tell um, my folks in the, in the community have an email list. Your your email list is gold if you if you do it right because that email list you're going to send a reminder whenever you have a new episode. Mm. You're going to um, ask them how you're how you're doing. You're going to get feedback, and they're going to tell you. Hey, Craig, when you did this segment, I hated it. Or <laughs> when you did this, I really loved it. Or, you know, why don't you guys do this? So your, your email list, email slash text list is literally gold. You know, if you can build a, a solid, engaged okay. email list, that, that is going to be one of the best things that you can do for your podcast. It's interesting. Um, we have a pretty decent list for Cartavera, but we haven't connected that really to the podcast. And yep. So, what I always tell people to do is, is send out one email to your um, existing list, just kind of asking them to be on the, the podcast list. Gotcha. I always recommend having a separate list. Um, I would never have the, the, your business list be the same as your podcast list. Okay, great. Um, so typically I, you know, send out an email to them saying, Hey, would you like to be on our podcast emailing list? And people who, who do will sign up. People who don't will most of the time ignore it, but, <laughs> but it's always good to have those separated. Yeah, I know. I love the idea of getting the feedback that way. And yeah, even, even though I don't like a, a full inbox, uh, you know, it's, it's good to get that response. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cartavera. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartavera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. You can find out more at cartavera.com. Welcome back. No, I like that as well. And I think it's easy. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people like Craig and I, it's easy to do everything in a combined way because it's already there. And, you know, I have, you know, I have my list in my business because I have a business outside of podcast and outside of Cartavera, as does Craig. And I've got a list and there's this list. And, and I also struggle because I know I'm probably oversaturating my list because there's so much that's being pushed out to them when I layer in, well, here's my business content and here's the podcast content and, oh, there's the, here's the card of era. So I think, I think the key I'm taking away is yes, it's a specific strategy, but it comes back to being thoughtful is what I'm hearing, being really thoughtful. And like so many things, I, I really am fascinated by the analogy to books because almost everything you say about a podcast I've heard and know about books. Hey, I've got a book. Everyone will buy it now. I don't have to market it. Just throw it out there and it's going to fly off the shelves. No, that's not what happens. And I've learned that the hard way of, and I'm still learning different ways to market and to market. And this is, I guess, the question in it, how important it is in your marketing to market pieces of your podcast versus just the full content of your podcast? Um, I, I would actually recommend that people market the the idea of the podcast if that makes sense right so if if for example you were to go to listen to podcast the podcast town throwdown podcast you're, you're not necessarily there to hear me you're more there to hear the concepts the ideas the thoughts and all the stuff right the ideas and the concepts so 
for for example, let's say you you guys are going to do a post for this podcast. So it, it might look something like we're we're talking with a um, a pro- professional podcaster about why podcasting is important for businesses. So that's not promoting you or me. It's just saying right. we're promoting this idea, this concept. Gotcha. So I think yeah. approaching it that way, it tends to grab people's attention more than if you say, hey, check out episode so-and-so, so-and-so with, with Elsie. Like nobody cares about Elsie. Right. <laughs> what he has to say. Now, come yeah. on, Elsie. Your, mama, your mother cares. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mothers always care. <laughs> that's the short list. Yeah, I don't think my mom really knows what I, I'm positive. She doesn't know what I do. Um, she I, I'm again positive that she doesn't quite know what a podcast even is. She's, she's just like anyway. she, she sees it on social and she's like, "Yay, great job. But I'm, she has no clue what I do. Wow. wow. So, so Elsie, you've had the experience I have. My, my mother who passed away a couple of years ago, you said you were a recovered engineer and I am a recovered lawyer. I, re- I liked how you said recovered. I used to say recovering. I've recovered. I think I know this. When, pe- when people meet me, they find that out. They go, what? What? You were, in- <laughs> yeah, you're not anything like a lawyer. So I, I'm a fully recovered lawyer. And I think the hardest thing in the world was when I stopped being a lawyer and I started getting into basically sales and then coaching. Number one, my mother didn't understand it. But she, I think she loved telling people, Jeff's a lawyer, like the angels would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People Jeff's knew what it meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff's in Cleveland. He's a lawyer or he's an attorney. And then after that, I think she was almost ashamed. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> I think it was shaming. She said, oh, he's a sales guy now. He, he's unemployed. He's, he's un- working yeah. for himself. <laughs> yeah. Employed. Yeah. I know my husband was a, ba- he, my dad was a coach, a baseball coach, but she didn't know what a business coach was. So, yeah, I, I think I somehow disappointed her. That's okay. <laughs> so, so one of the things that you keep saying, Elsie, is planning and planning, planning. And I know there's a lot of elements to this, but if let's imagine that someone has come to you with some thought in it, not the person who was driving down the street and said, hey, I think I should do a podcast. They've thought about it, and you say to them, I think you need to fit, work on your plan. What are some of the key things you're going to ask them to start looking at that goes into that plan when they're thinking about a podcast? Yep. Um, usually the first thing that I, I typically ask is, um, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier is why, why do you want to do this, this podcast? And for example, I just uh, sent out a proposal today of a, a, a gentleman who wants to start a podcast and he has an idea of what he wants to do. Um, and the next question I always, 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 always ask is what result do you want to get from this podcast? And if they say, I want to drive leads to my business, then I say, okay, then let's talk about what your lead magnet is. Let's talk about your email list. Let's talk about your, 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 your sales funnel. And so we talk about, you know, all the, the elements that are needed in order to make that, that goal happen. They come to me and say, well, you know, really, I just want to get my voice out there. You know, okay. That's a different ball game. Okay. So then let's just make sure you have um, a, a, a well-planned social strategy. Um, and, and, or email list. Um, if they come to me and say, Hey, LZ, I want X many downloads by this date and this. Like, okay. Well, you might want to look at um, ad spend because in order to, to grow that way, you're probably going to have to play to play. So it, and I hate to keep saying this, but it really just depends on the goal, right? So again, if your goal is to just have your voice heard, 
we're going to approach that completely differently to if someone comes to me and say, says, I want to use this podcast to generate leads, right? So we might talk about who are the, the top 25 to 50 people you want to get in front of. Okay. Write those down. How are we going to get in front of them? Whether that's via email, whether that's reaching out on LinkedIn. So we need to get those people connected and scheduled as guests on the podcast. Right. So what would make sense that if, if, um, that the leadership, uh, impact leadership is one of my target, um, clients, I want to get them on a, on a podcast so I can get to know them. They can get to know me and um, build your, your lead generation that way. <laughs> Definitely a lead in to being able to establish a relationship because when you say, Hey, I want to interview you or, or have you on our show, it's a, it's a very different ask than, Hey, will you, um, you know, entertain a, a sales call for <laughs> 30 minutes. And it, it's, it's honoring to them as well. And, and saying, Hey, you, you are worthy of being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and you're giving, right? You're not yes. taking anything. You're, you're giving them promotion. You're giving them, yeah. um, you're highlighting them. So it's, um, it, it used to be easier because now a, a lot of people have caught on to that, to that, um, that strategy. Um, so I always try, try to coach people to, to do it the right way. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you're having me on your podcast and I am your, your target, don't, don't sell to me on the podcast. Call. <laughs> just, just don't, don't, just don't do that. That's not, no, just don't. <laughs> so there, there are, are, are more subtle ways to, um, to highlight your, your services and what you do to your lead than, uh, than the hard ask and the, and the call. And those are some of the things that we, we talk through as we're thinking about our strategy. Gotcha. And as an aside for our listeners, we do not do that. Um, we are genuinely interested in the people that we bring on, and it's not about a sales pitch. <laughs> in fact, we are the exact opposite of that. As I'm listening to you, Elsie, I'm realizing that we've never done that, and it's never crossed our mind to do that. And that might be not a bad idea to follow up with some of the people to let them know what we're doing. Is that we, I, I'll just speak for myself, have really looked at this as an opportunity for Craig and I to interact with interesting people with interesting ideas. And for, and frankly, the best, the, the thing that's in it for Craig and I at this point are I get to hang out and have conversations that I love having. I get to, I get a space and a platform for my curiosity. I get to learn, I get challenged, I get to challenge others. I get to ask questions. It is a blast. And so I think there's so many things that, the few things in it for us are those kinds of things. And the rest is about sharing this with others. And I, I mean, I'm excited when we have a guest to say, oh my God, I want to tell 30 people about this. You got to listen to this. This was right. amazing what you could learn here. So yeah, it's about it, giving. it really is interesting. I, I agree with all those points, Jeff. And I'd say one of, the, one of the things I really love is that we're getting connected with people and yet we're starting to see themes of what people are saying, you know, where they're coming from on the leadership side, that, that, aspects like trust and vulnerability are these things that are out there and are prevalent in people who are excellent at what they do, but maybe not so much on the people that we wouldn't have on the podcast. So, you know, it's it's just kind of interesting to see. And as we've done that, I have learned so much and I I think I'm definitely changing as a result of this podcast. So it's a, it's a great personal growth tool as well, but wow, we've, we have, gotten to know a lot of really interesting people like yourself, Elsie, and it's yeah. fantastic. So Elsie, one thing I want to go back to, you, you said the first, one of the first things you do is you get to the why, and you talked about some of the objectives as well. And I'm going to guess 
that from time to time, or maybe all the time, people will say, oh, oh, those are all good. I want to do all of those. <laughs> yeah, I want to have this be a lead generator. And yes, I want to, you know, have advertising. And yes, I want downloads. And yes, I want sponsors. And yes, I want $10,000 a month from advert. You know, I want all of that. It's kind of like, oh, that's good. Yeah. So I'm going to assume I'm with great confidence that you're going to say, yeah, no, we got to figure out what is your course, but how do you help them find their core? Because it's easy to want it all. Yeah, I think if, if you guys could be a fly on the wall in, in some of my, um, my calls, you would, be, you would wonder why you wouldn't hear my voice much. Um, I, I really like to listen and let the, the potential client talk through things um, and ask those questions as they're talking through. And it's really fantastic. Sometimes at the end of it, they're like, oh, I think I just answered my own question. So, um, so I think that is always my goal is to ask, ask questions that lead them to the conclusion mm. because I'm not that smart and I don't need people to, to think that I'm smart. I'm, I'm, I get joy out of seeing people, you know, seeing the light bulb go off and they're like, oh, okay, that's what this means, right? So um, to answer your question, when, when that fails, yes, I say, no, we, let's, let's try to focus on one area and then maybe grow into, into a different area. Let's prioritize. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's, that's the ultimate of a good coach is the person that's listening a lot more than they're, they're talking. I haven't developed that skill yet. <laughs> So one of the things, Elsie, that I'm looking at is I've talked to several people who have podcasts and they're just, they're, it, it's like a weight on them because they're trying to do everything themselves. And I, I find that with working with Jeff, the two of us together, we split the load. I'd say it's a very equitable workload between the two of us. And we just generally enjoy what's going on. Um, I would imagine for solos, it would be tough. Yeah, which is one one of the reasons we, um, you know, I have a job. Uh, people <laughs> get to the point where they're like, you know, I I don't want to edit my podcast. That hour or so that that I'm doing that, I, number one, I don't enjoy it, and number yeah. two, I could be doing something else that generates revenue in my business. Yeah. And so they call me up and say, Hey, Elsie, would you edit my podcast? Sure, that's one of the of the things we do. So I think to your point. You know, it, there are different stages of that. You know, when, when people start a, a podcast, eight times out of 10, they have no clue how much work oh, they're about oh to get gosh, into. Yes. <laughs> yeah. they, just, they just don't know. And, and a, around episode seven or eight, <laughs> they start to get it. They're like, okay, this is actually a lot of work. And yeah. the, the dreaded pod fade happens. Um, so, so yeah, when, when people get to the point where they're maxed out, they want to focus on their business. It's more of a turn on investment. Then they reach out to podcast town and say, Hey, podcast town, can you do our editing? Can you write the show mm -hmm. notes or can you do the promotion on the back end? Great. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. I think, you know, initially we had so many questions. We, we were just trying to figure out how do we do all this? We mapped out what, what are we going to do for the production? How are we going to do it? Where are we going to put music? Where are we going to put, you know, the, the intros versus the spots versus everything else? How are we going to package it all up? It took us a lot of takes just to get a single one minute spot, you know, and then we were thinking, holy crap, what's it going to be when we get on the, on the air? But 
this part's a lot easier. <laughs> this part's the easy part. <laughs> well, I was resonating with what you said, Elsie, about not realizing because one of the things we laugh about now is when we were planning this, we're doing two episodes a week is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but in the beginning, before we launched, we, we were this close. I have my fingers very close together to doing five days a week to yeah. start. And the best decision we made was to say, <laughs> no, you know, if we want to go up to five later, cause it's easier than we think. Great. I look back and go, wow. Wow. If, we dodged if, that bullet. Wow. We dodged that. So that was one I of think the, that was a train. That was a train. <laughs> we would have been flattened, but there is a question in there. And, and Craig is funny. You asked a question that is right close to what I was going to ask. So you talked about the need to have others do it. So I also see that people get involved in things like podcasts and the first thing one to do is outsource everything. Mm. How important is it for people to, at least in the beginning, do things themselves in order to understand it mm. before it gets outsourced and, and when it comes to podcasting? Um, I don't think it's important at all. I think it, mm. it depends on where you were, where your skill set is. If you're, if you've never edited audio ever in your life, <laughs> you're probably not going to like it and you're, and yeah. you're probably not going to be really good at it. It's really hard to be good at something you hate. Um, so I will say like, for example, I may, me, I have, I had experience in, in music and editing and things like that. So it was a, it was a more of a natural um, transition, but for somebody who um, let's say they're a, a lawyer or an engineer <laughs> that they don't have a background in editing at all. And they, you know, they should probably be spending their time meeting guests, um, sourcing guests and doing all the, the other things versus, you know, doing something they hate. Now, yeah. if they get into it and they, and they like it or they can stand it, then sure, it, it makes some sense to, to do it. But I'm, I'm all about efficiency and doing the things that make um, the most sense and give you the highest return on investment. Gotcha. No, that's really helpful. I think because what was going through my mind is outside the podcast realm, one of the things I think entrepreneurs struggle with is on the sales side that, you know, they'll say, I don't like sales. I don't want to do sales. So I'm going to hire salespeople. And I think that entrepreneurs, that's a mistake generally. They need yeah. to sell it because they're the best one to tell the story. And even if they don't like it, to learn how to sell it. Mm -hmm. So when they do bring someone in, they can train them and develop them versus, hey, please sell this. That was an yeah. example. And I, I apparently, there's not the same kind of thing in podcasts, which is really helpful to know. Yeah, for, I, I totally agree. For if, you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you're not good at sell, sales, as, that probably means you're not job. very good at entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, un, unless, again, you have somebody on your team that, that's handling yeah. that. But, yeah, you, somebody's got to be good at sales because that's, that's kind of the whole game. Yeah, that well, team is important. Elsie, this is so good stuff, so rich. Uh, as we get near the end, I want to ask you this question. I want you to put on your hat, because you may don't, not always wear the hat. You're the mayor of Podcast Town, right? <laughs> I mean, that, is there a hat or a suit or something like that? Is this like Groundhog Day? No, yeah, mayor of Podcast Town. <laughs> I, I do have polos, but people have been saying that I, I need to, the, to, to, get, to acquire uh, a top hat. So I may, I may consider that. Okay. And so as you imagine, you have the podcast town mayor top hat on, and we've been talking for, you know, 30, 40 minutes. What have we not asked you mm. that you need to share with our listeners that they need to know about podcasting? Yeah. 
I think the thing that I always like to talk about is making sure that you have a long-term goal and strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people get into podcasting and think that it's an overnight thing where they're going to launch this (laughs) podcast and then they're going to sign out $100 million deal with Spotify. And (laughs) most likely that's not going to happen. So I I always like to, to make sure that I'm managing expectations and making sure that people understand this is a, this is a, it's a long game mm-hmm. podcasting and, and you, you have to be in it for the right reasons. If you're in it and you just want to, to make $10,000 a month, it's going to be difficult for you because that's going to, that's going to cause you to make decisions that aren't in the best interest long-term. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I, I thought of one more question, LZ, that I, Craig and I have thought about and pondered. And I'm going, I'm going to share, I'm sure it depends on the situation, but talk a little bit about the value and how people should look at podcast networks. You know, there's a lot of networks out there that sign on podcasts and offer them services. And in a way, Podcast Town might be such a network. I don't know. It's, you talked about coaching, but what are some things people in, that are in podcasting already should think about, consider when it comes to some sort of podcast network? I would lead with it depends just to get under your skin, Jeff, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right, I expected it. True consultant. <laughs> so the, the big thing with podcast networks is a, a couple of things, making sure that they're, they're actually doing or, or doing better than, than you. Um, and what I mean by that is you, you, you want to look at their social, you know, if they have 25 followers, it's probably not going to be beneficial. Um, you know, if they're, if they're, doing production for or post-production for you um then you you know you look at the the industry's rates and if it's cheaper then it's worth it i guess um but the big thing is just making sure that it's an actual podcast network and not just a group of podcasts because that that's two different things you know i could call up 10 friends and say hey let's all put our our artwork on on a website and say we're a podcast network that that doesn't benefit the the host right you want to make sure that you're getting yourself into a situation where they're actually going to promote your, your show um, to whether a that's via to a their email network. list or through their social media, or if they're providing services um, post-production, that, that type of thing. Um, so those, that, that's pretty universal. That, that really doesn't depend. Um, you know, if you have a, a group of podcasts that are on a web page, probably not going to help you much, but if it's an actual network that has a following that has a, you know, an expertise in podcasting and can really help pr- promote and, and, um, you know, help you grow your show, then it, then it's worth it. Fantastic. This is great stuff. LZ, anything in particular going on with your business or in your world that you'd like to promote? Oh, is there? <laughs> oh yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always looking for new residents into podcast town. The, the cool thing about the community is it's absolutely free. There's no charge for the community. Um, but the, the, one of the big things that, that, is happening is the the podcast in color summit and um i'm you know wanting to get as many people there as possible um Mm. you don't have to be a podcaster of color to be there um so every all all is is, are welcome um so yeah those are are the two big things wow so jeff i guess we need to speak to a leasing agent out the in the town (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) 
So how do people connect with you, LZ? How do they reach out to you? How do they find you? Yep. The easiest way is via email, mayor at podcasttown.net. <laughs> <laughs> or you can give me a call, 262-278-0535. Well, we will awesome. certainly put all of that good stuff in the show notes, as well as a link to the websites and such. We always close with a question or two, and, and I'm going to today use this question with the LZ. Tell me about a book. I mean, there's so much out there, but what's the one book that you would encourage people to read if they want to really dig in here? Yeah, the, the book that kind of changed my life <laughs> was uh, E-Myth Revisited, mm, um, yeah, uh, David great Gerber, book. I believe. Um, and I think the thing that, that really did it for me was just the differentiation of the technician, the manager, yeah. and um, I forgot what the other one was. <laughs> but you know, yeah. but that, that kind of, you know, along with self-awareness, really understanding which one you are um, is just a phenomenal skill. You know, there are so many people who are actually technicians, but they're trying to be the entrepreneur. I think that's the other yeah. one, entrepreneur, yeah, manager, sure. and um, technician. Um, so many people that are actually the entrepreneur, but they're trying to be the, the technician. So being self-aware enough to know which one you are and just, you know, doubling down on that and getting people on your team that supplement the other two, game changer. Yeah. Well, thank you, Elsie, And thank you for not only being our first podcast expert, but also being the first mayor we have had on the podcast. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take the mayor, but um, I don't know about the expert part. <laughs> well, you know more than us. How's that? <laughs> thank you, Elsie. No yeah, worries. Thank you guys for having me. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.